Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Happy hiatus, Satellite Sisters and Misters. This is Liz and Leon, and this month you'll be getting a brand new Ask Us Anything show from us. Thank you for all your questions for that. There were some surprises. Yeah. In the questions and in the answers. Yes. Uh, In the meantime, we are sharing two previous shows that provide a lot of our Satellite Sisters radio, podcast, and family history. That's right. If you really want to be ready for the new Ask Us Anything, you're (laughs) going to go back and listen to these two previous shows. One is a live show that we did in Brooklyn in October 2015 for the launch of our book, You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship. This also features some of the next generation. Our brothers were in the audience, some of our husbands. We had cousins there. There's a lot of family history in that one. The other is our Ask Us Anything event in Santa Monica. Many of you were at that. Our Ask Us Anything event in Santa Monica, May 11th, 2017. Sheila and Monica were there. There's a lot about dating, work life, and Kitty, of course. (laughs) So please enjoy both of these and our new Ask Us Anything. And be sure to subscribe to Satellite Sisters so that you'll get all of our new shows as soon as they are released. We'll be back soon. How many of you are from California and here for the first time? All right. All of you, you can go get a library card after the program. (laughs) It's free and it's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Enough of me. I'd like to bring back to the stage Courtney Cole. Yes. So, as I mentioned, I started producing for the Satellite Sisters in 2000, uh, and, or actually in 2002, so 15 years ago. And then in 2006, I reluctantly ended up leaving the show and moving to Chicago. And I was... Woo! Chicago! Cubbies! And I moved 2,000 miles away from my family and from my friends, and I was, didn't know anybody in the city. It was a very difficult time for me, and the Satellite Sisters were my lifeline. You know, I would I would tune into them whenever I possibly could. I was walking on Lakeshore Drive with my yellow lab, and I'd listen on the old-fashioned uh, portable radios, and I heard friendship. You know, I was transferred home. I was all I went from being totally alone to being with Julie and Liz and Monica and Sheila and Leah, and they were my friends. And they made me laugh, and they challenged me to think. And that is the magic of the show. And I know that you all know that in a visceral way. You know, the Satellite Sisters are our friends and the best podcast on the internet. (laughs) So right now, I'd like to put your hands together for your favorite podcast hosts, Satellite Sisters!
Thank you for tuning in, watching in. We, we're happy to be here. We also want to thank the Santa Monica Library. They have been great. I know that you have now spent a lot of time at the Santa Monica <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure you find it a wonderful place, yeah. too. So we are just really grateful for everything that you Nobel Prize or Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, 
Kickstarter. And everyone in Pomegranate was like, what is that question? We don't understand. <laughs> uh, but we also had some great giveaways and some great years on WNYC and about 50 public radio stations. This one goes out to Monica Dolan, one of our giveaways, because Monica's highly allergic, so we wanted to do air fresheners, but she was like, they have to be unscented. <laughs>
on one floor, but the ladies' room, there was no ladies' room on the first floor where the, where the studio was. So you had to, in the six-minute break, run outside, take the elevator down two floors, run down this long hallway to the ladies' room. And so one day, Leah had to do that, and she left Sheila and I there. <laughs> and she was gone such a long time. <laughs> Celebrities <laughs> come over and talk to us. Oh, 
And the, the reporter one down from us was basically a Venezuelan bikini model <laughs> turned reporter who just stopped, every star stopped dead in their tracks when they saw her. We were right before her. <laughs> so uh, the big thing I used to do on the red carpet was just yell at stars uh, like, you know, George Clooney! <laughs> or, uh, How's it looking for Michael Clayton? And um, snacks. We, uh, we didn't have snacks at the Independent Spirit Awards, but uh, we were, we could not get anyone to come over to us at all. We are, it seemed like we would be surprised. <laughs> and we, we felt pressure. Pressure to bring back the tape, right? The tape, it was going to be like we were going to play it on the show. No one would talk to us. Okay, so I got desperate at the end. back in those days. I wore a lot of pink. Um, I had some disposable income, which I disposed of. <laughs> and at that time, I had these, these mock cowboy boots. They were sort of suede. They were pretty, but they were a half boot. And I don't know why I was wearing them. And um, I was wearing my boots, and we saw Dwight Yoakam, and, who I love. And he was flanked by two supermodels. But we, didn't we, we said, okay, we got to get him over here. So I was literally leaning over a fence, and I yelled out, Dwight! She liked my food. No, I said, do I have any students here? I don't know. I said, I said, I said Dwight, do you want to kiss my boots? And they looked at me and said, no. Okay, this is excellent, but I'm going next. Because it's not going to be believable that these two were on the show with the same moment. That I For me, one of my most memorable moments was when we interviewed President Bill Clinton uh, and oh, no. about his biography. So, so this crew plus this crew, and uh, this is when uh, the four sisters were here in the United States, and I was in Moscow, Russia. And we were very excited. He was out on book tour. This was his biography. Uh, we just couldn't believe that he was coming on our show. You know, any president. president. Any <laughs> <laughs> Forwards and backwards like five times. Lean as well. I had we, we had like prepared all these questions. We were ready to go. We were you know Corny was working the board. John Ramos. We we were on you know high alert. Defcon five because we were going to be talking to the president of the United States. And of course because of the way his office works and everything, you know they have he has people. He has people that come on like. The president will be with you in five minutes. Then you have 30 seconds, you know, and you get this countdown. And we were so ready to go. And then he was four hours late. Oh. Four hours, because he's Bill Clinton, and he was always late. So, so we were thrilled with that, okay? And uh, But for me, uh, I was in Moscow, Russia. So normally I would do the show 12 hours difference between Los Angeles and Moscow. So. Usually the show, if it was 8 o'clock in Los Angeles, it would be 8 p.m. in Moscow. So now we have like four hours to burn. So 
we finally we get Bill, you know, we get President Clinton, you know, we get the you know the Secret Service has come on. And in the meantime, I you know, I am living in Moscow, Russia, and I lived there for five years with my husband. Our apartment was bumped. I mean, I had I had lights in my apartment. That we all know that now. We didn't believe you then. No. History has shown us. I think that I think we're clear about that. I lived in the land of spies. I mean, we had light bulbs in our apartment that never went out in five years. <laughs> in five years. I mean, uh, we did have we did have our apartment swept for bugs. They found bugs in it. So. It just, I just felt like every conversation I ever had on the radio, I knew, I knew people were listening. From time to time, our line would get dropped. I assumed it was by the Russians dropping, you know, just, you know, maybe it was a change of shift or something. <laughs> they would just drop me off the show. Oh, there I'm gone. Um, but so it just, I was just chuckling to myself, thinking like, I wonder if Igor and, and his friend Hubble are going to enjoy listening to President, will they recognize that very famous voice of President Bill Clinton when he came on the air? Uh, but I have to say, you know, he is, one of the first things when he came on, uh, Liz introduced, you know, all, that all the sisters, he said, well, you know, Liz is here in Los Angeles with Leanne, and... Monica and Sheila, were you, did we even let you be on that? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he said, and, and Liz said, and this is my sister Julie, um, she's in uh, Moscow. And the first thing President Clinton said, he's like, ooh, it's late in Moscow. <laughs> Because we knew we had to decline all these other 
other things, that if we said yes to any of these Oprahs, that then we would be off the list at Oprah. And so as the, as the book tour ticked by, and we're like, not getting the call, and not getting the call, we're like, is it really possible that she's never going to call? That just doesn't seem possible. So Julie, at that point, was living in Bangkok. It was before Julie moved to Moscow. So we finished the book tour. We thought it was done. Julie flew home to Bangkok. And like literally the moment she landed in Thailand, we got the call to go to Chicago. <laughs> so, okay, everyone like regrouped, we, you know, redid color, cut, hair, everything we did. <laughs> we went to Chicago, and that was really a lot of fun because they shoot a lot of B-roll with you kind of behind the scenes where we had to pretend we were shopping together on Michigan Avenue, which is something that they haven't <laughs> in different rooms and we're there and they're touching up our makeup and we're kind of getting ready and but they say I mean the producers are very tough with you like Oprah is not going to say hello to you before the show she's not coming to say hi uh, don't promote your book whatever you do let her mention it it's not your job to mention it and we're like, okay 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 <laughs> God is also saying Julie whatever you do do not stare at Oprah's diamond ears <laughs>
our parents from they, they would glue themselves for three hours because they lived in Portland. We were on daily there, and then you'd hear the whole show back the next time. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd tell everyone in her aerobics class what happened on the show. <laughs> I can remember calling from Thailand, and you know, for a weekly call, very expensive, like hi mom, and she'd be like, oh, I can't talk to you. The sisters are. <laughs> Those people and 
and what they do there. So I'm very excited about that. So I, I love, love working for National Geographic. Okay, Susan, do we have another question in the audience?
when we were trying to really define what satellite sisters, you know, what it meant to be a satellite sister, one of the things we used as an early descriptor was, you know, where were you when you heard the terrible news about Princess Diana's death, and who did you call? Because that is a satellite sister. The people that, you know, that, right? Oscar or no? <laughs>
radio, you know, when you're doing three hours of radio six days a week, that is a tremendous amount of material you will learn through. And, uh, you know, we all came to the table every morning at 7 a.m. with a list of stories that we were pitching for that day, and then we would have a production meeting weekly, and they'd like, here are the books we'd be interested in talking to this and this and this. With Corny Cole. And the producers, yes. No, I know, and the producers would come to us with their ideas, and we'd say yes, yes, yes to that. So, you know, that was like the six-day-a-week radio production. But that pretty much stays with you when you move to podcasting. I think that's, I like to think it's why our podcast sounds more produced, is because it is more produced, and we're pretty honed at doing that. You know, we, we read through the paper, we clip out the stories that are interesting to us. I know Julie's probably the best preparer of the, all the sisters. She's super prepared, all her material. Liz and I more winners, but, you know, <laughs> we've thought about it. It's all <laughs> so, and uh, Sheila Monk, you can talk about your methods. <laughs> So it's something we're thinking about seven days a week, and you know when we pull it together now, it's it's pretty easy for us to pull it together. So that's that's how it comes together. So does it record in the time? Yeah, we go live to tape because we're super lazy. So <laughs> other people like care what the thing sounds like. I see podcasters like they take out all the ums, and we're so over that. Like unless it's really a big thing, or we get. Something like factually wrong, we'll go back and go, that's just 100% wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. So the editing, we record essentially live to tape. So that's how we do it. Sheila Monica, did you want to talk about your preparation? <laughs> well, you know, we do check in at the end of the week um, with each other. You mean now or then? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, so when we had the show, Monica and I, well, Lab Rats, okay, Lab Rats was our segment. Um, and Monica did me did me a solid by typing up the rundown. Yes, we had a template. We had a template, and um, by the end of the week, we you know it was our responsibility to test whatever the broth or Swiss cheese or I don't know whatever we were testing face cream. And um, I would I I I have something to say. I'm going to add it to Monica's template right before the show. And, but Monica was really good. Monica's really good about having an order to do this, right? It's called preparation. One of us had to be prepared. Because <laughs> winging it wasn't going to work. But, you know, we would have a little call about our product that week. And do you have any ideas and thoughts? And we put some effort in. No, no, Okay, uh, Susie, you have another question? Right in the middle, pass it down. In the meanwhile, I will ask a question from Facebook. What is the best and worst thing about working in a family business? This is from Jane Jenner. I'm going to go with this. I wasn't expecting that. Oh. <laughs> 
vidas. Um, the best thing, and we've said this before, is that lots of times in a family, even when you're adults, you're frozen into the roles that you played when you were 11, and you're still that person in your siblings' eyes, and you, so you still treat each other, however you treated each other when you were 11, now you're 51, and you're still doing the same thing. Because you have basically no respect for their skills, or <laughs> intelligence, or experience, or any of that. They're 11 in your mind. And so one of the things when you work together, the way we did, as closely as we did, and so much of what we did was by us and about us, and that you learn to really respect each other's skills, but also experience. And when people start to tell you, tell stories on the radio that they might never even have told you in real life. You learn a lot about each other, but you kind of grow up in each other's eyes. And, uh, and you really learn who's good at what, and everybody's good at something that's really true. You know, we, I think the reason the show had the kind of flow and the mix that it did is because we have different strengths and weaknesses, and we figured out a way to make that work together. But learning to respect each other as adults and get out of whatever rut you might have been when you were kids, that's definitely the best part. Well, I'd say the worst thing about <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be truthful, is you know exactly how to push the buttons <laughs> of the systems. Uh, you know exactly what's going to set them off, if you want to set them off. <laughs> how they're going to react to something. So that's just being honest. Yeah, well, that's what I would say that you know, people ask that. We are real sisters. We do have disagreements. We have we have periods where, you know, maybe we're not on speaking terms, you know, for, you know cool, cool off periods and all of that. But one thing that we uh, amazingly never have disagreed about is what the, show, the concept of the show. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think we've ever had, a mo you know, creative differences where we, you know, we were at... We were disagreeing about what Satellite Sisters, the show, the radio show, the podcast was about. I mean, that is amazing to me that we've always been very clear about what it what it entailed, what should be in that world, and really what wasn't a, 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 in the Satellite Sisters world. And we have an audience question. Is it on? Is it yes. On? Okay. I'm Mary. Um, I'm the oldest of five sisters. All right, Mary.
started my own business two years ago. Uh, so uh, we're, we're super busy. And we talked about, you know, maybe when we retire, uh, which is a funny thought for me because I remember one time a few years ago, Liz was talking to me about retirement. And she said something, you know, well, you're going to need that for retirement. And I didn't want to tell her. Really nice bed. <laughs> With that retirement. Um, <laughs> and no, it's not as though I'm going to retire to Tuscany like Diane Lane or anything. But um, Monica and I, maybe in our senior glow, could have a show that where we road test senior products. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whatever happened with him or 
but I've been busy, which is good. Um, and uh, so the last date I went, and uh, I'll just give you the highlights. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sooner in a movie, which sounds great. Uh, and the thing is that the movie that my date wanted to go on was a movie he had seen six times. Uh, it was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. The Bear? The Bear. The bear. Yeah, that is.
Yes, I've got any of the audio cassettes for you. Oh, you? No, we got a few audio cassettes. Let's pull a bunch. Okay. All right. So this is an item. Talk about your collector's item. The audio cassette version of our original book was probably the most painful thing we as a team have ever done. It's the worst moment in seven. It is the worst moment. This is the worst moment in silence. It's one thing to be able to talk. It's another thing to be able to read what you wrote last year. And it's just, we were, anyway. So we have a lot of extras of these. We've signed these. We don't encourage you to listen to them. No. Please don't, don't tell us. So let's take six names. Okay, six books.